everyone. Welcome to another episode of It's an Orgasm. In today's episode, we are going to be all over the place per usual. I think that's what you get when you come into this. Um, when you come into this podcast, just expect a little bit of everything. It's going to sound crazy, There's, but I'm hopefully there's always going to be like a centered topic. And today, the only reason why I wanted to get on here and kind of record it was because I was feeling a lot of emotions, right? Like I was... Um, recently like I was just thinking about like my culture and my dynamic with everything and like gender roles and all of that and it just got me thinking a lot and it's nothing that I researched like prior to making this episode so I think I did want to get into a little bit more of like the researching part of it and just you know kind of put in that maybe in a later episode or something like that maybe a follow-up or something of that nature. Um, a little bit more of like statistical backgrounds when it comes to this, but this is just like me growing up in New York and just having like that Hispanic background and seeing like people that are like me also grow up in that Hispanic background. And I think I touched on it a little bit in prior episodes, um, but it doesn't hurt to always bring it back up, right? Because I feel like this is something that goes on in our daily life when you're out there and you're dating, like this is like the different standards that are set up for us. Um, sorry, my voice is like cracking. My voice is horrible today, um, but it's just like, you know, when you have something and you want to talk about it, you kind of like just, you know, just do what you got to do. Um, so <laughs> like, we're just going to wing it out together. And if it sounds, I was like, trash, I won't publish it. But you know, even either way, I think it's a conversation that needs to happen. And it's a conversation that, it, you know, I feel like has happened. Um, it's not like I'm the first person to think about this. You know, it's something that, you know, we see on a daily basis. And that is gender norms. And when I mean gender norms, it's a little bit different than gender roles. Because it's like something that goes on here in anywhere we are, right? But it's also something that comes from like our culture. And I know every culture is different. You know, we do have certain, you know, uh, certain cultures where um, it's kind of the same, but it's different, right? Like when we're in America here, like it's very, especially in like modern day life, like we're getting rid of those gender norms and it's a beautiful thing to see on the gender roles because we're so modern now, right? And things are happening and things are different than what they were when we we're growing up. But I did want to talk about like what it was like for me growing up, right? Because I grew up with um, my mom. My mom raised me and my siblings. Um, well, me and my sister, I would say. My mom raised me and my sister and then um, when I was around seven, I believe, or maybe even younger than that, she got with my stepfather, um, and they had my brother and my brother was kind of raised by them both for a certain amount of time, but that's weird. That's a different dynamic. Anyways, like I couldn't, so I didn't see like the full gender norm, like the full gender role thing that everybody else saw because my mom had to kind of take care of us as well. But you can still kind of see it in like the way that we we're raised and like the things that we did and all of these things, right? Like it was still something that is present. It's still something that you see. It's still something that you notice. And like even now that we're adults and we talk about these things, like it's still something that is kind of us getting used to. And it's kind of like a weird dynamic where it's like, yeah, we kind of want to change, but we are also like something that was like imprinted in us from when we were younger. And it's like... I don't know, like just trying to find like now that I'm like date, well, not openly and actively dating, but like now that I was growing up and, you know, sort of dating, I guess you can say, because I'm not really in the world, like I'm not really in the dating world, but 
I do see it a little bit um, as I'm like probably dipping my toes in the water, I guess you can say, when it comes to like dating and things like that. Um, And that's a whole nother topic for another episode. But definitely uh, what I'm noticing is like my sister and like not to give too much information about her and her personal life because that's nobody's business, but just so that you guys can have an understanding of why this is like so close and near near to me. Um, my sister is dating an older man who is, I guess you can say American. Um, he's an American man. Um, and his, uh, back, he is like from white descent, I guess. (laughs) White descent. What is that? Um, he is white, I guess (laughs) he's white. So he's definitely not Hispanic, definitely not a person of color. Uh, but I don't know. I don't really know him that well, so I don't really know where he's from, but definitely not a person of color. Um, so you can see how like their relationship is very not at all like what we as Latinos would consider like a normal relationship, right? She goes to work, he stays home, but he does get money because he does invest and stuff like that. Um, So he is kind of, he's kind of working, <laughs> like he's putting his money to work. So that's a little bit different than, you know, a nine to five kind of thing. But he is, you know, bringing income. He's not at home, like being a bum. This is what I'm trying to say. Um, So like, since he's home all the time, they have a dog together. He takes care of the dog while, you know, she's at work. And her money is used for a couple of bills, nothing crazy, like not rent or anything, but is used for like maybe the gas bill or the late bill, her phone bill, um, things like that. I don't know exactly what the dynamic is, but um, what I'm saying is like, you know, she works and she pays some of the bills. She doesn't do the cooking. And that's one of the things that I find, like everyone always finds so amazed amazing is that like me and my sister we can't cook that well like we can make certain things to like survive like I can fucking make scrambled eggs and shit like that but I can't really make like a fucking Thanksgiving dinner like I would never be able to make something like that unless you guys want to eat like fucking disgusting ass food so just looking at like that dynamic of like you know normally like when we go back to like our father's family or our father's side of the family it's like oh like you know the woman go to the kitchen and they make the food and then um the man just sit around fucking watching you know soccer or something and drinking beers while the women cook and then when we're done cooking like we bring the food out to the men and it's so normalized because apparently you know like when you look at it it's like oh we're doing this because they um they're working all day and you know whatever they're providing for their family so the least that we can do is make food for them right and serve them and like looking at at that way like I can definitely see it like I do an awesome job in my opinion in my humble opinion I think I do an awesome job of being able to kind of see like different sides of everything so like when I look at that kind of dynamic I'm like okay that's kind of understandable like if I was working hard all day providing for my family like I would feel like the least you can do is fucking make me some food and like bring it to me or whatever. Like, I think that's okay. But now it's like, no, like those women that are making the food are actually working as well because your salary isn't cutting it for both for both of them or for the entire household. So there's no reason why if I'm doing I'm working eight hours or nine hours or 10 hours because we come from immigrant households, 12 hours at that because they take abuse of us. But, you know, let's not get into that right now. Um, if I'm working like those crazy hours and you're working those crazy hours, 
why do I then have to get off my shift to come and make food for the entire family? And not only does not only does that happen, right? Like not only do they make the food, they serve the food after everything, the woman then needs to get up, pick up everybody's plates and go wash them. And then after she's done washing them, then she has to put them away. After she's done putting them away, she has to get like the kids ready. She has to shower them get them ready for bed, you know, whatever, because the father is too macho for that, right? He can't like, you know, tell his kids a bedtime story, God forbid. And then after that, then she has to go get herself ready for bed. And then not only does she have to do all of that, then she has to go back into the room and fuck him because he needs to be pleased because God forbid he doesn't get the pleasure that he needs and he needs to seek it out. And then he has a side chick or something like that, which is also well accepted by our culture, right? Our culture is always like, you know, like if you don't fuck him, like someone else will, if you don't want to, you know, give him head or something like that, somebody else will. Because in Latino culture, we're very well aware that men have needs, right? Because fuck the women's needs but you know again I'm ranting (laughs) again I'm ranting sorry 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 um and then she has to do that and like you know what like when it comes to sex is whatever because I understand that you know women also get pleasure and maybe that's the fucking wind down that she needs and that's a respectable argument I can see that like I fully bring that argument up like myself I'll bring it up you don't have to do you know look it up and research what argument you could come back at me with like, you know, okay, so let's say that she gets something out of it and she needs that, you know, release and that stress. Okay, fine. Whatever. Then in the morning, she has to wake up and make this man breakfast if she didn't already, like last night, pack his lunch for him to have, pack her own lunch, and then get her kids ready for work again. I mean, her kids ready for school or whatever it is that they're doing, taking them to the babysitter or whatever it is. And then... <laughs> taking the kids to the babysitter for then her to go back to work and repeat it all over again. Tell me that isn't the most exhausting thing you've ever heard in your life. Honestly, I do not know why anybody is even okay with that situation. Like I get um, maybe he's making more money than her, but is, you know, and I feel like it's kind of like when you have that situation, right? I feel like there should be some sort of understanding where it's like, if we're both equally doing the same amount of work, granted, maybe he's out in the construction site and maybe she's, you know, in an office or something like that. Let's just, you know, put it that way or not, not even like, what if she's like my mom, my mom cleans for a living. Right. So what if she's cleaning all day and then she has to go home and clean again? Like, yo, like the craziness of it all. Right. But you know, like, and then it's crazy because you look, you're outside looking in. So I'm outside looking at, in at this situation because I seen it. Most of my cousins are in that situation Most of their kids are going to be in the same situation because they were raised to think that way, right? So then I'm looking at that and I'm like, they don't even know like what they're missing out of, right? They don't even know that there's going to be another man out there that's going to not expect that from them, that's actually going to help them. And it's easy, you know, like it's okay that, you know, we were raised a certain way, right? Let's say that that they're both Hispanic or Latino and they were both raised in that certain mentality where the man was raised that he works and the, his he looks he needs to look for a woman to take care of him and whatever whatever take care of his needs I should say and then the woman looks for a man that is hardworking and like provides and has his share of the, you know share of the responsibilities because don't get me wrong it could always be worse it could always be that the woman is fucking taking care of the house and fucking providing financially which i've also seen um not so much in the latino community but definitely i've seen um just in general 
And it's just, that's even more frustrating to me. But again, this is not what this is about. So like you take that into consideration and you're like, okay, so like, let's take that for instance. Like, let's say that, you know, he, they're both working and whatever. Like, I'm just saying like, they probably are both raised in that certain way. So they both don't really know that what they're doing is kind of wrong or unfair or whatever, because it's just the way that they were raised. It's just the way that we think. Right. But then you get into somewhere like the United States, let's say you guys came back or whatever, or you have more friends or, you know, you have a different job now and, you you know, people are talking and whatever. And it's just like you get to see like what a difference it is. Right. Like you get to see like, holy crap, like I've been doing this for so long that I didn't even know what I was missing out on. I didn't even know that, you know, it's not normal or it's, you know, it, if it, it, that it is okay. Sorry, I'm stuttering but that it is okay to ask for help sometimes because like as a woman like definitely like even like coming to like I'm sorry I'm coming to the United States and like seeing like the difference and I don't mean like me coming to the United States I was born and raised here but just like just looking at like even movies or like novelas and stuff like that like you know growing up and seeing like the shows and things and even like being taught being taught whatever because even when we were growing up like I remember I had to start washing my clothes by myself from like the age of like nine I had to wash my own dishes around that same time Maybe like once I got my period, honestly, like once I got my period, I was considered a woman and that was around the age of nine and 10. So I was, you know, washing my own dishes. If um, I had to do my own laundry, like I had to pretty much take care of myself. Like if my mom made food, like everyone serves themselves and you just go get it. But once my brother and it was normal for me, right? But once my brother started growing up and he hit that age and I'm like, all right, it's time for him to start doing his own shit. No, I never saw it. I never saw it until this day. Like, I feel like my mom would still do the things that she needs to do for him because he is like a man. And no matter how modernized that she gets, because she has gotten really modernized compared to like when we were growing up compared to now, like there's a lot of things that she's, you know, like she's dating. She does the online apps and all that stuff. But like just seeing her now is just like there's still a little bit of that in there. And I never realized like how much of that is so embedded in us right it's like in our fucking dna where it's just like we just have like this thing because even me like i've noticed like and it's not it's nothing bad right because like if i am bringing a date to a party or whatever and he doesn't really know anybody and like i want to get up and like oh like you know i know what you like let me just go get your plate and i'll go get my plate and like even that is like a big deal right like I remember during my graduation party like me and my friend were talking about it and he's like it was a joke and he was like oh so and so is not getting their plate whatever and it's just like even that little act of someone getting someone's plate is such a big deal like if you go to a whole like Hispanic like traditional Hispanic party or cookout or asada whatever you guys call it if you go to one of those things and you bring a partner with you and you don't make your man a plate, all of a sudden you're this fucking devil woman. <laughs> like you're you're not the you're not the entitled woman for my husband, my son or whatever. Like you don't deserve my son because you didn't get him a plate. Like how dare you get your own food and not get him his food? Like you'll literally be ridiculed. And it's just so crazy because it's like in like if he was to do that, right? Like if he was to get up, get his own food and sit down, nobody would blink an eye. 
In fact, he'll pro- they'll still probably judge you at the fact that he had to go up and get his own food and you didn't get. And it's just like just these little things that like, yeah, in like those cultures and Hispanic culture is a big deal. But like if you go to like a buffet or a party for, you know, Karen and Jim, like everybody gets their own shit and it's fine. And it's not a big deal. Like you, the mother-in-law is not looking at you like you're crazy because <laughs> you didn't get her son her his food. You know, he has two legs. He has two hands. He can serve himself. But for us, it's like a big deal, right? And it's crazy because it's just like looking at it really like where is the disrespect, right? Like where did you do something wrong? There's like, I, I, don't, I don't see it, right? Like I don't see where something was not done correctly right because i just got up and i got my food and i sat back down my husband has legs he can get up and get his own food but no because of the dynamic and because of the things that we were taught in our culture and all of these things we're taught that that was like a horrible move and it's just like when you really think about it like it's just crazy how something like that can just be misinterpreted and like you know i'm gonna probably talk about this in a later episode with someone because i actually have it planned um where we are going to be talking about like dating our starter race and stuff like that but just to like get you you know get your little thought juices flowing it's just like how do you explain that like how do you explain to let's say if i bring bob to my cookout for my my carne asada because i'm mexican if i bring my bob to my carne asada for the first time and you know i get up i get my own shit and i sit back down everybody's like judging me how do i explain that to bob why everyone's judging me (laughs) how do i tell bob like hey so my family's judging me because i didn't get you your food and i'm supposed to like go get it for you (laughs) Like, you know, it's hard to explain these things, but I feel like there's no harm in really, you know, expanding your horizons and getting to know like different people and just do things a little bit differently. But I just think I think that it's awesome to really like look into like why we do certain things. Right. And like not having to explain things to certain people is probably why a lot of people stick to dating in their own race. But um when I was just thinking about this topic, I'm like, now that I'm like about to start dating, I should say, maybe that's the best way for me to put it. Now that I'm about to start dating, like, and I'm looking at like a potential partner like, yeah, I definitely need someone that's open-minded because I need you to understand why it is that we do certain things and we were raised a certain way. And it's just like, because we were raised that way, like I completely want to do the opposite. Like I would love a household like my sister's where it's like she does do the laundry, but only because he does everything else. Right. Like he cleans the house. He does the dinners and the breakfasts and whatever, like pay the majority of the bills. So like the least that she can do is some laundry. And I feel like that's a good kind of you know, breakdown. I feel like that's a good kind of like 50, 50. And that's kind of like the situation that I would want for my household. But how do I explain that to like my family? Like, I know that for sure, like people probably judge her as like, oh, like, because, you know, there's even certain scenes that we say, right? Like I remember when I first made like my first good cup of coffee, like it was like, oh, like you're ready to be married now. Or when I first made my favorite, my first good meal, it's like, oh, you're finally ready to be a wife. And it's just like, no, bitch, like I'm finally ready to take care of myself and be a strong, independent woman. <laughs> like, why is me being able to make something all of a sudden make me OK to be a wife? Like me being able to do these things means that I'm able to take care of myself. But it's because we are always raised like when 
even though now one income is probably not going to be unless you're making hella money one income is not going to be enough for a household let's be real like we live in new york city we're definitely not anywhere near making enough money to take care of like an entire household just with one fucking paycheck there's no way that's going to happen but we're so like you know we're so trained i guess i can say like it's trained sounds such a bad word but we really are so trained to kind of like expect to just have someone take care of us and it's just like why don't why aren't we raising our young latina women to be you know strong and empowering them like to empower themselves like you don't need a man to make you feel beautiful like you before you're ready to like go out there and be confident and to actually so people can actually find you attractive you have to find these things attractive in yourself and that's actually something that i learned myself recently like now that i'm about to hit my 30s it's where that i'm finally starting to think about these things like i can't go out into the world fucking holding myself back and like with my arms crossed looking down with my sweatpants on I wear big clothes on purpose I'm like I'm wearing big clothes like I want my I I don't want anybody to look at me so I need to be able to kind of like break from that norm myself before I can expect anybody to kind of make me feel beautiful because if I make someone like if I fall in love because I have in the past I believe it nobody else really like I don't really have to explain my feelings to anybody and I'm tired of me bringing having to say like oh like I was in love whatever whatever it was it is what it is I was in love and I'm fucking tired of you know (laughs) sorry like I'm going on a separate rant but it's just like I know people that are like oh that wasn't love that wasn't a relationship like no it was fucking love for me so when I'm thinking about it I'm just like I was in love with this person because of how they made me feel and I don't think there's anything wrong with that but I feel like putting all of that power because it is power putting all of that power in that person made it so that I needed that person instead of me being in love with myself and making myself feel beautiful I felt like I needed that person around me to make me to make myself feel beautiful does that make sense and it's just like it always brings me back to like Cat Williams, like when he talks about self-esteem, it's esteem of yourself. And it's so true. And like, I'm seeing that now as I'm an adult, but like the way I was raised was also like, you're going to find a man that's going to, you know, save you. He's going to provide for you. You're going to want to marry him. You're going to have kids, you know, you're going to live happily ever after. And like, the reality is it's not, that's not the reality. Right. And when you think about it, when it comes to being like a Latina and being like a, from a Christian house, well, Catholic Christian, same thing. Well, don't come for me. Um, when you come from like a Christian back, well, I could say, but let me say Catholic. When you come from a Catholic background, like you're taught, like, you know, you can't divorce him, like through thick and thin, like you guys, you know, you picked that one person, he's going to be, you know, your partner through it all. And, you know, eventually you're going to have your kids with him and yada, yada, yada. And like all of these things, and like, you can't cheat on him. You, you have to treat him right. You have to provide for him. You have to, you know, have sex with him on a regular basis um and you know you can be sexy but you got to be sexy for your man you also have to be conservative 
<laughs> you know, you know, you can't be walking out around looking crazy. You can't be looking like a hoochie mama and all of these things. And it's just like we're so contradicting to ourselves, you know, and it's just like breaking away from all of those things is really hard. And I don't think that's talked about enough. Right. Especially. Thank God I live in a household that's a little bit more relaxed because, you know, you know, my sister literally did it herself. Like first, like she went out there and she found someone that didn't have to follow these norms. And I feel like, you know, my mom seeing that dynamic is like, oh, my God, my daughter is being treated like a princess, like she should be treated. And she's having, you know, a fair, a fair marriage, like a 50 50 marriage. And there's nothing wrong with that. So having her do that and go in there first leaves it a better chance for like me and my brother and also thinking about like my brother's relationship he's not married or anything but he is living with his girlfriend like they also like provide 50 50 like yeah my brother does have that kind he still does kind of have that mentality of like having to be like a provider and I think that's just like a male thing I don't think that's just a Hispanic thing but it's definitely like a male thing of wanting to be the provider wanting to make more and having like those little bit of insecurities when it comes to like maybe not making as much as you know his girlfriend who is a little older than him so it does kind of make sense that she has a little bit more work experience but it's just like dealing with all of that I know isn't easy either especially being raised where you know the man takes the lead and the man is the provider of the household even though we didn't really see that growing up so that's what I find it so strange is that we didn't we weren't raised that way right we only had my mom for the majority of the time he had his stepfather but that's a tricky situation that I don't want to get into so it's just looking at that it's just like this is something that's literally embedded in us and I don't know what the statistical things are again like like I said I haven't looked into it I I probably will for a later episode but like just looking at that dynamic and just looking at how like we you know we're taught a certain way like even like when I do certain things and like I don't want to again I don't want to touch into it too much because you know I'm just getting my ideas out but like just the way that we're raised as women like we have to maintain a certain weight because we need to look good everything about us is about looking good we need to make sure our hair is always done. We need to make sure our makeup is always done. We need to make sure that we look good, that we smell good, that we're sexy, but not too sexy, that we're, you know, provocative, but not being too provocative, like where you make yourself available, but don't make yourself too available because then you're a slut. Like, it's just that there's always like these t- give it, like these gives and takes, like where we're doing something, but we can't do it too much. And then it's just, it's really difficult being raised in that kind of environment and then just... And then once you finally find someone, you need to introduce, he needs to ask for your hand in marriage because you can't make that decision on your own. Your family needs to make that decision. And that's just a whole nother thing too. It's just like, if someone is asking my family to marry me, like when I was growing up, I thought that was so romantic and so sweet. But now that I'm fucking almost 30 years old, I'm like, no, fuck this because I don't care what anybody thinks. Like, yeah, your opinion my me and my mom are close so yeah my mom's opinion is probably helpful and I will she can make a suggestion and I would gladly take her suggestion especially because she is a wise woman she's been here for you know x amount of years um she's also been dating for x amount of years but at the end of the day I feel like if me and that partner have that close relationship and I know I want to marry him that decision should be solely solely mine I don't think that decision needs to be anybody else's decision um 
you know, in my situation, it might help a little bit to get like, you know, my mom's approval because it's just me and her that live in this house. And if he's marrying me and taking me away, then that's something that we need to have a conversation about. But other than that, I feel like it's really nobody's business, right? Like it's it's completely my choice. If I want to marry this man, then I want to marry or woman, whatever, whatever comes my way eventually. <laughs> um, if I want to marry them, then I think that's something that I should, you know, take on. And speaking of like, you know, um, if I you know decide to marry a woman honestly I'm, I'm a heterosexual woman but i'm just saying um when it comes down to it like even when i talk like and we see like a lesbian couple like people like <laughs> i don't want to throw her under the bus but like my mother would still sometimes ask like oh so who's the man in the relationship and who's the woman in the relationship and i'm like always trying to get that out of her where i'm just like there's no such thing as two females they're two women <laughs> you know they're both the women in the relationship you know they're lesbians because they don't want a man in the relationship and it's just like it even though like yes she recognizes that it's just that something that has been, you know, passed down for so long and it's just so part of our culture norm that it's just like, that's just the normal question to ask. And like, I know I've heard because I have friends that are, you know, gay and they're Latino where especially like the gay men in my family where it's just like, oh, so you, you like not in my family, my friend group where like the person, um, what, like their father or whatever asked them like, oh, so are you the woman in the relationship? Cause my, my son can't be no, like no woman or whatever. And it's just like, that's so crazy because it's like, they are in, you know, gay relationships. They are not, you know, in it to be a male role. And yes, when it comes to certain things, yes, we have masculine, you know, we have femmes, whatever, but it's not the same. Like they're literally two women. So them, so people asking these questions is so ignorant, but I don't think they realize how ignorant they're actually being. And I think that is something that we do have to cut, you know, as millennials and definitely Gen Z is doing an amazing job at all of this, but like definitely kind of like bringing that out and like changing that kind of stereotypes and kind of changing the stigmas and the norms and all of those things. Like I can actually applaud because it's really good to see because now thankfully for those kind of questions that have happened and those kind of corrections have happened that now when you look at our relationships we don't have to say oh who's the female who's the male because we equally have the same responsibilities we're equally responsible for making money for our household we're equally responsible for keeping the household clean if we have kids we're equally responsible to raise them and if we're you know if we're sharing anything like we're equally responsible for any of the things that have to deal with our household and I think that you know thank you to like all of these um I would definitely say Gen Z like thank you to Gen Z like you know I know that you know as a millennial it gets hard for us to kind of assimilate and kind of like change our worry our worlds and kind of like I know other people do get frustrated even people from those communities like even from the LGBTQI community like I know they still even though they're older and even though they are part of the community I still feel like they kind of have a hard time adjusting and it's like no I'm not you know non-binary like I am what I am and it's just like okay that's it's fine but like as equally you know as frustrating as it is for us to kind of like make those adjustment adjustments it's equally frustrating for the person that's dealing with it and then again I'm rambling that's a whole nother conversation but it's just so refreshing to see and I feel like all of this kind of comes together and it all kind of blends in and makes like what we see today right where we see like you know I'm no longer someone's like a slave where I don't normally I don't have to kind of 
serve my man. Like I can be a really, I could be in a relationship with my man and like not have to feel like I'm serving him. I feel like we're equal, equal. And I feel like that's something that's so amazing to see. And like, of course there's going to be, you know, these naysayers and stuff like that. And of course you're always going to have people that are kind of negative and whatever, but it's just so great to see like where we were and like where we are now. And I just hope that we continue to kind of see that change because it's so amazing to see. And like now that I'm dating, like it's so awesome to know that if I'm dating a Latino man or something like that and they're around the same age range as I am, I don't have to expect them to think, is this still a conversation that we're going to have? Obviously, of course, it's still a conversation that needs to be had because, you know, communication is key. I mentioned it since fucking day one of this podcast. Communication is always going to be key. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to me in this rant. <laughs> I think, you know, I lost my way a couple of times here and there, but I'm trying to put it back together and then hopefully this kind of just stirs the pot a little bit and kind of starts the conversation a little bit more, um, especially as I'm starting to film, um, not film, starting, well, yeah, actually film, but you know, let's not get into that as I'm starting to record more episodes as we go along. So, but yeah, thank you so much for checking this out. I hope you guys stick around. Please subscribe or follow whatever it is that the thing says. I don't know anymore. Um, and I will check you guys in my next one. Bye. Oh,